Over the years, uh, I've, I've seen it all. I've, I've seen the, the banging and the yelling and, and uh, the, the hands and fingers uh, trying to get under the crack of the door. It was like a horror story, like zombies trying to, to get in. And every once in a while, you'd see under the crack of the door come a little Hot Wheels car or a few coins or notes, and every once in a while, a paper airplane under the bathroom door. I've, I've seen it, well, I've seen it progress uh, as I sat on my trusty couch watching ESPN with my best friend, Cheeto Puffs, and, uh, and have seen the kids crawl and walk and run, asking questions, I need a Band-Aid. Can I have a popsicle or candy? And, and I would just pretty much mumble a few words. Go ask your mother. Go find your mom. If mom says yes, then you can have it. All the while, Susanna was, was hiding in that bathroom looking for a little bit of peace. Just a little bit of peace. A, a little quiet place, a quiet place just to to take a breath of fresh air. But, uh, of course, with, uh, with my best friend Cheeto Puffs and lying on that couch, uh, I kind of pointed in the directions so the kids could figure out where to ask. Go find your mom. She'll get it for you. No compassion. I, I had things to do. Cheeto Puffs, and the best part, of course, were the Cheeto puff crumbs on my shirt, so of course they had to go find mom. Compassion, or zero compassion. You know, in this feeding of the 5,000, uh, we want to rush and, and go straight to the miracle of, of the five uh, loaves and the two fish being multiplied to the thousands and thousands of people. But if we would slow down just a little bit, just a little bit, and read right before that happens. There are two words, I think, that are very special. And one of them is the sick. And the second one is compassion. The sick, well, in, in the Greek, means sick. <laughs> Go figure. But it also means this. Those without strength. Those without power. And I assume it to mean not just physically weak, but also living in anonymity, living without power or status or worth. And the second word is probably one of my favorite words in, in, in all of the New Testament, compassion. But it translates in the Greek as splagnizomai, splagnizomai, compassion. You can write that on a Hallmark card, maybe. I love you. Splag needs, oh my. <laughs> but what it means is, isn't just pity or empathy. It is a gut-wrenching, divine uh, love that emanates from the very core. It, it is, it is a, a movement of love that just stops you cold in your tracks. And so, 
Jesus, as he is, is withdrawing and looking for a place of peace and quiet to, to maybe reflect or re-energize or catch a quick break, he comes to the other side of the lake and, and what does he find? He finds that the crowd has already beaten them there. The crowd that is desperate for hope, desperate for love, desperate for, for healing, has come to the other side. And instead of peace and quiet, all he finds is a group of people as he steps off the boat that are looking for a piece of Jesus. It's like the paparazzi of, of the area, except they're not looking to take a photo of Jesus. They're looking to have a piece of him. What's interesting is he doesn't say, well, go ask your mom or uh, if she says yes, then I'll deal with it. Or come back in a few days, and then we'll see. He doesn't lash out with bitterness or resentment or contempt. It says that Jesus sees them, and then he has this splagnizomai, this gut-wrenching kick that that. He looks and desires to help them and that He heals them. You know, images are some of our most important things that we see in our lives. As a kid, I remember seeing uh, images of, of Vietnam and of the, the young girl with the napalm uh, fleeing her village and she is, she is naked and her skin is, is melting from the napalm. Images that, that we see from 9-11 or, or different stuff that are gut-wrenching, that stop us in our tracks. And here Jesus, as He gets off the boat, He sees these images, these God-bearing images that stop Him in His tracks. These images that were to be a reflection of who God is, but have been distorted. Distorted by, by sin, distorted by evil, distorted by people that were supposed to shepherd the sheep. Hopeless, without strength, without a name, without power, enslaved. And it stops them in his tracks, and he heals them. And he will continue on this, this gut-wrenching move as he breaks the bread and multiplies the fish to those people. Those, those images. There's another word that I found strange, like splagnizomai. It, it, it's a word, well, it's a name that, uh, that I came upon a couple years ago. It's it's spelled P-F-A-U. And Eric Fenton says it's pronounced Pfau. It's a German last name. And her first name is Ruth. I wish I could say it like Eric says it, but Pfau. It's an interesting name. Because, well, she's not really famous until she was about 30 years old. She uh, had uh, given her life to Jesus and was off to the southern part of India. And she was going to spend some time and, and be a missionary 
in a hospital in India, but with a visa foul-up, she found herself in Karachi, Pakistan, unable to get out. And there she decided, while she was staying for a few minutes or a few days while her visa was fixed, that she'd walk around, you know, that beautiful honeymoon destination of Karachi. It was a place of great uh, poorness, a, a place of great squalor in some areas. And as she walked around, she saw a village that was near the, the city dump, covered with flies, and she saw a people that lived there. It was a leper colony. And she went to the medical hut, and what stopped her in her tracks was a young man crawling on his hands and on his knees in the muck and the mud and the waste. And it astounded her that this man made in the image of God was crawling like a dog and that it seemed normal to everyone. And she made a life decision. A splagnizomai decision. A decision of divine love and compassion to say, this is the place that I will call home. This is the village that God has called me to love. And so Ruth spent five decades of her life, five decades of her life, building and helping. She established well over uh, close, to, uh, close to 200 medical establishments across the country, remote villages in the primitive places in tropical heat. She established medical huts and facilities to help people with leprosy, to help those that were on the, on the edge of extinction, to help those during the earthquakes and famine and tuberculosis, whatever spreads, she and her cohorts were there to help. Five decades she spent. And in her death, she became known as Pakistan's Mother Teresa. She was beloved by that country. Pakistan in 1996, was said to be the first Southern Asiatic country to, to, to vastly eradicate leprosy in that area. All because of splagnizomai, compassion, God's compassion, God's divine love that moves you to the core. You know, we've been studying these last few uh, weeks in Matthew, the, the parables of the, the soil and, and the, the seed and the wheats and the tares. And, and Jesus has been talking about that and saying the kingdom of God is like this. We see the rubber meets the road in this feeding miracle of Jesus. We see the, what the kingdom of heaven looks like. The kingdom of heaven looks like the God-man 
The very God of the universe who will break and multiply bread to those that are smelly and hungry and don't look like this and without power. He will heal them. But more importantly, it is the God with this divine compassion that will walk into Jerusalem one year later and will take and bear the sins of the very world upon Himself and upon that cross. And He will have divine splagnizomai, compassion, and will multiply His love among His disciples and those who submit to Him. People like Ruth Fa. People like this little three-year-old boy at the pop-up at James Madison who is handing out food. People who would sit and pray with, with those that are shut in. Write a little letter. Pray over them. Wake up in the middle of the night when a name pops up. It's this divine love that Jesus gives us that we pray, not just the body of Christ, but that this church, Christ's church, will show forth what the kingdom of heaven looks like. Amen.